0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. You know, something's been kind of bothering me, uh, SP3. Like, why are we calling this the most stupendous two-night event in the history of Wrestlemania when they literally slapped Wrestlemania over everything last night was Wrestlemania Raw Friday is Wrestlemania Smackdown they're putting the freaking Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal on Smackdown plus an intercontinental title match and you know we're going to get Wrestlemania backlash again this year I guess everything's bigger in Texas why don't we just call it Wrestlemania week even though tonight wasn't in Texas
0: well, it's the most stupendous WrestleMania week. How about that? There you go. There you go. Maybe.
1: Was it? Depending on that build last night, a lot of, um, I saw a lot of backlash from last night's show, but I'll say this much. There were a lot of really good, like, go-home segments, like, collectively. I don't know if the show was was great. I think maybe closing with the SmackDown, or with the uh, the tag team division, Raw, SmackDown, tag team, mixing everything together, wasn't exactly the strongest option to close the show with, especially when you had Brock and roman and becky and bianca and kevin owens that would have been much better option seth rollins even actually physically appearing on the show might have been a good option uh, last night no cody Rhodes again no cody Rhodes. we'll get into that but uh we can kind of start with seth rollins there a little bit but uh, you know just overall your thoughts on the show last night
0: uh this was an nxt 2.0 show it was a bad show with some good qualities
1: Something you said on, I believe it was something you said on Twitter or somebody associated with true heel heat said, and I agreed with you. Um, And this was more than just like one segment. I believe it was the Bianca Becky segment that you guys said that it would have been better if they would have done this two weeks ago and built off of that. I felt 100%. I felt the same way about a lot of these segments tonight. I felt like a lot of the segments we saw tonight should have happened weeks ago and then been built off of that. I feel like WWE has just been kicking the can down the road to some of these segments tonight and that's it like this is what they were building towards and now okay now it's ready to fight. Where they should have started with this stuff and then built off of that.
0: The the Bianca Becky was just the most glaring one because literally Bianca Belair took a week off after that injury angle. So sure. what was the whole point of the injury angle? It was only because she accidentally injured Becky and then you just right. had to have her get comeuppance and do that. No, you should have done the haircut angle two weeks ago. Then Becky's promo from last week is even more impactful because she actually lost something. She actually has something to be like fearful that, that, that Bianca uh, Bianca's going to take something else from her. Like, yeah, like the whole saying, oh, you, the fan shows you over me that, like I said last week, that was hollow. She could have had something to really talk about with the haircut if they happened two weeks ago.
1: Still some good stuff. Regardless, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll focus on the good work as we always do with these shows. And we'll talk about everything uh, coming up here. But first things first, got to shout out our friends over at Online for whom out with this show would not be possible. I think that was proper English. Uh, we are finally here. The top teams in college basketball have been determined. The final four is set. All blue blood. Sorry, St. Peter's. Uh, looking to wager on the games this year or the national championship head on over to betonline.ag and your de- on your desktop or your mobile device sign up today receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just use our promo code believe to get started BetOnline remains your number one spot for updated odds and info along with player props and new contests throughout the year it is the best source for all your sports wagering needs including live betting and everyone's favorite Vegas casino and poker games now we're speaking my language it is super easy to get started join today learn why everyone is saying bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on sports bet online where the game starts and sp3 we will start with the fact still no cody rhodes But I think it is pretty dang obvious uh, what what is going down here. We we got the video that leaked out on the social media. Well, not leaked out. WWE literally put it out on social media ahead of Monday Night Raw. I know you had an issue with that. Uh, But they put the video out. The meeting with Seth Rollins and Vince McMahon, this whole six-minute segment, which was really good stuff from Seth Rollins. Vince McMahon basically saying, look, why the hell didn't you just come to me? And ask me to be on WrestleMania. And if you're going to be on WrestleMania, you need your own main event, SP3, his own main event. And Vince McMahon says, look, you got your match. It's going to be an opponent of my choosing. And everybody sits there and says, oh, well, obviously this is going to be Cody Rhodes. And oh, wait a minute. It's the main event. So could Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins be main eventing WrestleMania Saturday? Not so fast, my friend, because then we had Kevin Owens cut his promo off the heels of a fantastic package, like just taking you back in the day of of the best of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then Kevin Owens cuts his promo about how he loved Austin, but Austin's a shell of himself and he's going to kick his ass if he tries to get confrontational. And he said he's going to do so in the main event of WrestleMania Saturday. So is it Kevin Owens or Stone Cold is main eventing? WWE just passing out WrestleMania main events like it's freaking Oprah and she's giving away cars on a freaking Friday special. I have no idea what the hell's causing the show on Saturday. I got no damn idea. It's like participation trophies for professional wrestlers. Now, hey, we called it the main event, guys. And so that means, Seth, even though you were the second to last match and we had a segment afterwards, you finally main evented WrestleMania. Night one. I have no clue what's on the show. This is this is a pet peeve of mine that WWE. I know people have their pet peeves. This is a pet peeve of mine.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, like most things with WWE, I've grown accustomed to it. I've learned to accept it. Ever since 2011, 2011, why do I say that one? Because that was when Alberto Rio. not that I like to bring him up too much, but he won a 40-man over-the-top rope Royal Rumble match. And he won the right to main event WrestleMania. And that main event opened WrestleMania 27. (laughs) So ever since then, I just accepted the fact that that was the main event that on night one of Wrestlemania 38 Kevin Owens and Stone Cold in a damn chalk show is a main event Seth Rollins versus an unknown person right now to the casual fans unknown unknown person is the main event of wrestlemania i'm pretty sure they put out a graphic or a tweet that said that ronda rousey and charlotte flair were main eventing night one of wrestlemania i'm pretty sure all the becky lynch fans like rick ucchino all the bianca belair fans are out there saying that bianca and, and becky are the main event of night one of wrestlemania hell I know there's people from social media icons that think that Logan Paul in The Miz versus the Mysterios is the main event of WrestleMania. And you know what? All of y'all are right. All of it is the main event of WrestleMania because there's no matches anymore. They're all main events.
1: I, I always look back. I was, this has been bothering me for a long time, ever since CM Punk should have main evented WrestleMania but he did not go on last. And then they told him, and these were CM Punk's words. They told him, it was like, well, you're one of the last three matches. That means you're like the main event.
0: No, 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 no. They said you're first in the undertaker. That's the main event. That's a main event they didn't even say right. you're one of the last three. No, they said you're first in the undertaker. That's a main event of WrestleMania. What are you talking about? Like they looked at him, like he was, yeah. he was speaking French to them. He was like, what you, Wait, huh? You're first in the undertaker. That's a main event.
1: See, here's the other thing is like now that it's a two night. And there's still really only one main event, right? Like it's 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 Brock and it's Roman. That that's the main event of WrestleMania. Main eventing night one. That is. uh, Yeah, sure. That's fantastic. It closes out the show and I'm not trying to diminish anything, especially last year with Bianca and Sasha Banks. But I mean, if WWE is going to sit here and say, oh, well, 10 matches in a segment could all be." you know, Wrestlemania main events. Well, then technically nothing is a Wrestlemania uh, main event at this point. Uh, Sid, are you still with me? Because your screen froze there. Okay, there you are. All right. Now now you pop back up. So we're we're all good there. But um, all right. So here's the thing. We know Seth Rollins now has a match after. Will he? Won't he? Will he? Won't he? Is Cody Rhodes coming in? Is he going to face Omos? That was just me. Sorry. Uh, this, that, and the other thing. We know he's going to have a match. It's going to be somebody Vince McMahon's choosing. Are we 100% sure that it's Cody Rhodes? Because I can't help but think there's just like maybe this 10% little nugget in my brain that is going. Vince McMahon's going to look at that and go, man, everybody's thinking it's going to be Cody. Maybe we hold off Cody until the Monday after raw. And then he picks up the phone, dolls up and he goes, Hey pal, what would you think about coming in for a, uh, quick surprise appearance and then either freaking undertaker or goldberg walks down the mat of the ring and beats seth rollins in 15 freaking seconds
0: i was thinking i was thinking even better than that he <laughs> picks up the phone and he's like hey how's my grandkids how they doing um yeah um did you talk to your mom today did you wish her a uh, happy birthday dad today's not our birthday oh well do do you mind coming in for wrestlemania Shane O'Mac. Here comes the money.
1: Here comes the money. Oh, what a swerve. Vince is a genius. He leaked the report that Shane's been let go. I think it would be a massive mistake to have it be anybody other than Cody because it's something that we have talked about before. Just because it's predictable doesn't mean it's bad. Sometimes you just got to give the fans what they want and everybody wants Seth Rollins versus Cody, but I'm telling you I'm going to be there in person in Dallas and I'm going to be nervous as hell until I hear adrenaline in my soul. What the hell or the hell else the lyrics are? That's the only line I know. Adrenaline I-
0: in the soul. Vince McMahon's gonna choose Cody Rhodes.
1: And that's what exactly he should do. And I'm going to be, I'm gonna be puckered up, very tight, just going, please for the love of God, don't let this be anybody other than Cody Rhodes. And there's about 15% of me that is gonna eat over the other 85% of me until that moment actually happens and then i'll be able to exhale and just kind of enjoy everything um i think it has to be him anything else would be a massive massive mistake and honestly i would not be surprised if that is what closes the show and honestly it's not necessarily the wrong choice we talked about this last week seth rollins has had the best build to wrestlemania of pretty much anybody up to this until last night i mean if you start if you treat the Becky and Bianca, as you talked about, if you treat the Becky and Bianca build like a Quentin Tarantino movie and kind of move pieces around, I would say that. But Seth Rollins' journey all the way up till now has been the, the best damn build to this point.
0: And then the, they dropped the ball at the one-yard line by putting his go-home angle on social media before the show. And everybody, I mean, if you know WWE, you knew once you saw it on social media, you're you were like, they're just going to replay this on Raw, aren't they? We're not going to get a segment with Seth, are we? Nope. Yep. And yep. as predicted, that's exactly what they
1: did. And it's amazing to me because I'm Seth Rollins was there. They had a dark main event last night where he and Austin Theory, don't get me started on Austin Theory. I'm pretty sure I'll probably bring that back up later on in the night. But he and Austin Theory lost to RK Bro in a, in a dark match segment. So he's there. Why don't you use him? Seth Rollins would have been great to close out the show. You could have actually had him come out and cut like a five-minute promo. Do we need the Street Profits running out there and just beating up on, on doing the same thing that they did last week?
0: When did the Street Profits turn heel? Because I'm pretty sure like it came off like they were just babyfaces making a point last week when they attacked Riddle because they had attacked the alpha Academy and it's every man for himself going into, into sure. WrestleMania. But last night was a heel move by attacking the champions from behind to interrupt that matchup. Thank God. I didn't pay attention much to that RKO and the Usos match, or I would have been pissed at that finish.
1: Yeah. So, this is funny. I'm, I'm glad you teed this up for me because I did talk to Montez Ford and that interview did drop yesterday at 3 PM. It is available right now here on the believe in pro wrestling podcast, YouTube channel, and the podcast channel itself available everywhere that podcasts are including the iHeartRadio radio app, Spotify and Apple. And of course, everywhere they're available. Um, look, he, he talked about the fact that they are being more aggressive because they know what is at stake at WrestleMania. They want to have their moment. They want to show up and show out and This is part of their taking out their aggression of the last two WrestleManias. You remember they they lost or well, they won at WrestleMania 36, but that was inside the Thunderdome. And then last year they were taken off of the card. Now, what would be great is if they actually put that on television. Montez Ford telling me that in in an interview is great and it's fine. And you guys should check out that interview because it was really, really fun. He's a great dude to talk to. Why not make that part of the story? Why don't you explain why they're being so aggressive and attacking literally everybody? Because they're in a weird spot right now. Because you'll notice last week when they attacked Alpha Academy, they got cheered. When they attacked Randy Orton and, and Matt Riddle, they got food. So they're in the middle of these two teams, these two polarizing teams. And they've always been perpetual good guys. So I don't know if they're heels or last night. It just seemed like, oh, hey, your match got cut. We need you to go do something. Just Go do something to set up a go home spot, but you see this so often where Pete, where where talent will explain things in interviews, and it's like, well, damn, why didn't they just put that on television? I mean,
0: there's there's nothing to to say. I don't understand why people wreck their brain on stuff that WWE just doesn't do.
1: Correct, absolutely correct. Uh, again, I thought the the go home segment last night. Focusing on the tag team divisions, not the best choice. Maybe Bianca and Becky could have could have closed the show last night. Where were the Alpha Academy? Uh, MIA, they were not on the show last night. So, yeah, they're winning on on Sunday, right? Yeah, that's 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 definitely gonna <laughs> gonna happen for the Alpha's. I, I, hey, the fact that they're on the card makes me happy because they definitely earned that spot. Uh, but they had what four? five tag teams out there last night, lost count. So four tag teams. So yeah, they just probably didn't want to squeeze all five into there, but arguably the best segment of the night. And we'll get to the other promos and everything that happened. But arguably the best segment of the night was Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Bianca comes out, cuts a really passionate promo. Becky tries to do another sneak attack. It looks like she's going to get the upper hand. She's going to, Oh, she's got the big-ass scissors. She's going to cut Bianca's uh, ponytail off because Becky has always been about receipts. She always remembers. She always gets her receipts. That's why she attacked Bianca two weeks ago. I don't think they should have taken Bianca off of television because of it, but at least them adding the accidental injury into the storyline plays into Becky's character because she's always about been about getting even. And then this was like, all right, you're going to whip me with your hair? Well, now I'm going to take away your greatest weapon. Except Bianca went all superwoman once she realized her hair was in danger, gave her two KODs, and then took the scissors to town. And in a segment that, that had me kind of clinching, like, I, I don't like y'all doing moves around an open set of actual scissors. Uh, and then you got people running around as Bianca is actually cutting hair. But regardless, they did it as safe as they could. And it was fantastic television last night
0: maybe this is just the blackness in me. I just felt very uncomfortable when Becky had the scissors because (laughs) cutting a black woman's hair, I don't think WWE wants that type of heat. That's another level of heat that they would get from black Twitter. Even people that are non wrestling fans would have commented on that and called WWE. They would have, they would have made that the most disgusting uh, business tactic of 2022. If they would have cut Bianca's hair, you don't understand how important a black woman's hair is to them and how much of it is a symbol of, you know, Bianca Belair, you know, Promoting the culture with her, with her hair and stuff like that. So thank God they made the right decision. They had Bianca cut Becky's hair. It was a great go home angle. I thought it would have been even better a couple of weeks back, but just in a vacuum, this was a great way to go home and make this feud personal. It finally feels like there's an actual tangible Feud going on because they didn't. They, in one go home segment, they made it personal and stopped making it about SummerSlam, where yeah. the booking was booed. Not Becky, not Bianca. The booking was booed. No one has chosen Bianca over Becky, but this was the first time that the fans sounded genuinely invested because at the start of the, of the, um, The attack by Becky, I literally had to turn up my my laptop to hear the crowd because I was like, this crowd silent and they were they didn't know how to react. They still don't know how to react when it's Becky and Bianca until Becky started doing more healer stuff. And when she brought out the scissors, that's when the crowd got into it. And then with Bianca and cheered throughout the cutting of the hair, this was a great angle and i love becky's response with you bitch at the in the backstage area this was great on all levels from everyone involved really enjoyed this
1: and and the becky's reaction in the moment was fantastic and then the backstage segment was great too she is going to lose it soon she is going to absolutely snap and I am here for it. This is I, I'll never root against her, but I am ready to see what Becky Lynch is like when she actually loses everything and everything to her right now is that Raw Women's Championship. So if she loses to Bianca on Sunday, she is going to snap. And I can't wait to see what her character becomes once she loses that. And it's it's going to be very, very, very interesting. I'm still not 100% certain that Bianca is going to win. On Sunday or Saturday, excuse me. Uh, there's still part of me who thinks, okay, maybe they'll they'll elongate this because, okay, what's next after that? That's always the question: is what's next after this? So, I mean, me myself,
0: I am rooting for Becky because I like to see wrestling Twitter burn. So, I'm rooting <laughs> for Becky. Too.
1: By the way, thank you for explaining the, the the hair thing because I know I have seen people put that out on Twitter, and me just being you know an ignorant white guy i don't i didn't get it so thank you for uh explaining that and i totally understand that and i'm willing to bet bianca expressed that uh to those backstage who said okay we can tease it but it ain't happening and y'all don't want to do it and here's why and i'm thankful (laughs) wwe happily happily uh that they listened to her so really really good stuff can't wait to watch that match uh, I really hope they give it more than uh, 26 seconds on Saturday. Real quick, before we get to the five count, tons of people, SB3, they take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality with one delicious scoop of athletic greens. You are absorbing 75 75- high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day off right. Their special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It is also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar, and no chemicals are artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It is just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That is it. To make it even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe, that is B-L-E-A-V. Again, athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens take ownership Of your health. And before we move on to the five count, a special reminder this is a big week at Believe in Pro Wrestling. That includes this coming Friday, 7 a.m., the most stupendous prediction show of all time with the very fabulous Renee Paquette. So make sure to like, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell. You do not want to miss out on this, especially since I have worked the phones correctly and I have negotiated. And it is going to go down. It is going to be Renee Paquette against SP3. Does Renee believe that she can beat Sid in trivia this coming Friday?
0: Ladies and gentlemen, if you are a Bret Hart fan and you always wish for the Canadian to be on the opposite side of the screw job, you want to stay tuned to the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast Friday at 7 a.m. as Rick screws me over in favor of can of canada's best analyst podcast hosts, host in general renee piquette
1: i thought you were about to say canada's greatest export because that would also be a, That's also a factual, true. <laughs> that would be a very uh, factual statement hey you're one and two man you're on a winning streak you're on a winning streak that was, that was literally by
0: by me like not just giving up I'm going in with the same attitude that I did against Graham, and I have better luck with that.
1: It's time to answer the five count on the Believe Podcast Network. All right, SP3, we had uh, closing arguments last night. I think that would be the best way to uh, describe it. Both Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns, which, by the way, weren't they supposed to go face-to-face last night? Wasn't that advertised? I legit
0: said the same thing on Twitter. (laughs) I was like, I'm really sure last week on Raw they promoted this as face-to-face.
1: Oops, that didn't happen, but we did. (laughs)
0: To be fair, like half of the stuff they had planned for the show didn't happen. Alpha Academy versus Street Profits was also supposed to happen. Ronda Rousey and Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair was well, also supposed been, to happen.
1: That would have been dumb it as hell. It would have it been dumb as hell. If you ain't doing Becky and Ronda at WrestleMania this year, keep them as far away as humanly possible until you actually do that match. But anyway, we had our closing arguments. Two very very different promos last night. Brock embracing the crowd, embracing the what chance, just being cowboy Brock, talking in that country slang and that southern draw that he does, even though he's out in the plains of Saskatchewan, Canada. But anyway, you know he's having a lot of fun with this role, and he says, you know, basically, look, we're we're gonna go down history, and I love both of these guys for talking about history. He says, look, I'm gonna take you down suplex, suplex city. Then we're going to go and drive on this boulevard and we're going to go to the fair and you're going to take a ride on the F five. And then we're going to go to a wedding and we're going to unify our titles and they're going to have a baby and it's going to be the undisputed heavyweight championship. And it's going to be my baby. Then you have Roman Reigns comes down, reacts very, very differently to the what chance. And again, I know this is something that we've talked about ad nauseum, but it, it, it bears repeating. Three years ago, he would have been rattled by that crowd. Last night, he took everything in stride. He owned that damn ring, just basically threatened him, didn't let the what chance get to him, and delivered a hell of a promo that, honestly, you talk about Becky and Bianca now making it personal? My God, if Roman Reigns had cut this promo three weeks ago, we could have had an incredibly... Personal build off of that. He talked about everything. Why it bothered him so much. Why he's going after Brock Lesnar. All of the receipts. Talking about getting bloodied up at WrestleMania 34, and that's why he attacked him at in in uh, Madison Square Garden, right? He, the fact that it's been eating at him that he's never been able to beat Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Why were we just hearing that last night? That did not make any sense to me. To sit on that, you could have done that weeks ago and built off of that. But regardless, two good promos, two completely different promos. So number one here on the five count, who won you over? Who had the better uh, final say last night? Was it Brock Lesnar or was it Roman Reigns?
0: I'm going to be honest. This was a 10-8 round for Roman Reigns. Roman <laughs> Reigns knocked this out of the park. I, I like Brock. I like Cowboy Brock. He had a very fun, fun promo for sure. But Roman turned the what chance around, brought up the history with the I Was There Live in New Orleans in 2018 where Roman Reigns was supposed to win should have won He would have won if it wasn't for the crowd turning on this entire on the entire match and you can see this is a totally different guy like the aura he came out on on monday night raw he just seemed like the coolest wrestler in the world wrestler in the world so i i just i was like This is by far, this is the much better promo. I like him bringing up the history here. This felt like a go-home promo, in my opinion. You know, Austin and and The Rock, one of the greatest buildups in a lot of people's opinion to WrestleMania 17. Austin never brought up that he was out for almost a whole year and never got the WWF championship and how much the WWF championship meant to him in the weeks leading up to the show. He did it in the go-home segment face-to-face with The Rock and cut one of the best promos of his entire career, and that's what Roman Reigns did. He didn't need to bring up any of this stuff because they got the Paul Heyman story. They had the big angle in Madison Square Garden. They've had six months of this version of their feud to to kind of just flesh out and stuff like that. Yes, it's made. They're built up on SmackDown, lackluster as hell, but you needed this type of go-home, promo to kind of put the stamp on it whereas Ro- Brock Lesnar he didn't really say anything to me like he was fun because he's cowboy Brock and he just yeah. seems like he's having a great time but Roman reigns he did the heavy lifting here I, when you after Brock's promo I legitimately was like why are we even getting two separate promos because there's literally nothing left for them to say if they've done all the work it's time to just go to WrestleMania but then Roman came out and just said no. We have to say this. We got to talk about me never beating Brock at WrestleMania. We got to talk about him bloodying me first. And I, that yeah. Madison Square Guardian attack was just me getting the receipt. We got to talk about all the things I've taken from Brock. I made his his uh, advocate the wise man. I've taken <laughs> I've taken his spot as the longest reigning champion of the modern era. And at Sunday, I'm going to take the WWE champion. This was a home run promo roman reigns won me over here
1: yeah uh i gotta agree with you i love brock's promo just because he is having fun with it but you're you're absolutely right and i loved roman sitting here saying like wait a minute hold on like basically calling brock out on this crap it's like two weeks ago. you are talking about this being personal and you're coming from my blood and tonight you're out here talking about titles and and property and this that and the other thing and he's like this has always been personal to me and I loved how he ran down, it, just like you said, he ran down everything and he's like, look, there is one final box to check and then I'm done with your ass. I'm going to beat you at WrestleMania. In which case, I hope he does it. And I hope we're done with this for quite some time because that's literally the last box to check. Don't need Brock coming back, getting retribution. Don't need it. Don't need it. Please have a plan. Please have a plan. Please have a plan. That's all I'm going to say about that. SP3, you know how people love to complain about professional wrestling, right? Pretty much everything all the time. There is nothing that I have seen people just lose their mind over is when a SmackDown superstar shows up on Raw or vice versa or an NXT. I see an entourage of tweets going, oh, "What brand split. Do we even honor the brand split anymore? That's all I see on Twitter, right, one after another. And I get it to a certain extent, but this is one of those things, like you said, accepting that everybody gets a main event at WrestleMania. This is something that I accepted a long damn time ago, and it really doesn't bother me a whole lot anymore. So I'll ask you, does, does, the, does it bother you when WWE doesn't honor the brand split? Because we saw a lot of SmackDown stars last night.
0: It bothers me when they do it like three weeks after a draft, like they did uh, last year. Um, but when they do it the week of WrestleMania, no, that's the time you don't honor the brand split because I I was I kept putting you know in our live chat over on the True Hill he- YouTube channel that they really drove home the point on Monday Night Raw that this is the go home show. That Smackdown has the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal It Has an Intercontinental title match That's really the pre-show to Wrestlemania That's Even though we're have... getting
1: four hours worth of pre-shows At it's, Wrestlemania it's
0: gonna have, You're going to have those two matches Maybe another match And then you're going to have nothing but video
1: packages
0: On <laughs> Smackdown Like oh. literally it will Can't take wait
1: me... to be there in person to watch it
0: baby It will take me and Dutch Mantel To review that show in like 20-30 minutes Unless Dutch is very upset with <laughs> with something that happens on the show, because I am not wasting too much time talking about this show, ladies and gentlemen. Because honestly, they should just
1: do the Hall of Fame ceremony the last hour.
0: They, they, they literally all like the last couple of weeks they've had more recaps than actual wrestling on SmackDown. But the sure. nice the last night show from Monday Night Raw was the go home angles for. Even the SmackDown views Drew and Bear and uh, Happy Corbin. Uh, you yeah. You got like you got you got Roman and Brock. You had the women's tag team title go yep. home angle. Like literally, the only thing they need to do is a go home angle for Rhonda and Charlotte, and hopefully that doesn't involve any talking. But <laughs> the I'm okay with them not honoring the brand split this week.
1: You know what bothers me? It doesn't bother me when they don't honor the brand split, right? What bothers me is when they act like it's a big deal that they're not honoring the brand split like when they the the whole build up to SummerSlam is always like one night only Raw versus SmackDown this is the only if, time you mean gonna-
0: Survivor Series I yeah say? I don't I you said SummerSlam sorry but, I
1: always get the I always say the wrong one on those but, two but, but yeah, Survivor but, Series
0: yeah no when they when they say that and then we get the same matchup from SmackDown from Survivor Series on this show exactly. on the show last night that bothers me exactly. I don't care about not honoring the brand split on the week of Wrestlemania but don't give me any Raw and SmackDown Matches, if you're building a whole pay per view on that,
1: correct? So, don't, I, and I've said this before, they should have retired Survivor Series with The Undertaker, but uh, because it's it just it, it kills the whole last half of the year. That's what murdered Big He's WWE title run is they put him up against Roman Reigns and then he lost clean as a sheet. And it's like, well, then he lost a couple matches to Lashley, and now all of a sudden we're getting a Royal Rumble, and you completely cooled him off, and they took the damn belt off of him. First chance mm. that they got why didn't why
0: don't they just go back to 2016? 2016 was the last time that that raw versus smackdown gimmick for Survivor Series worked because they realized, "Hey, maybe we shouldn't put the top two champions against each other so one of them have to lose. We just make them the team captains of each brand." That's that's what you do every year do that every year yeah. stop do it was great when we saw Brock versus AJ Styles it was great when we saw Brock versus Daniel Bryan uh, yeah. but did did those losses for AJ and Daniel Bryan really helped them? no not no. really so nope we should learn
1: from that I, I would say the last like really really good champion versus champion match was Roman and, and Drew and in that case like if memory serves correct, Drew did not lose clean in that match. They still protected him a little bit in that end. And it makes you, and it made you want to see that match, which is why I think a lot of people are wanting Drew to step up to Roman after WrestleMania is over, assuming that he beats happy Corbin at WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, no, I don't like it when they make a big deal about Raw and Smackdown superstars uh, coming because look, they're, they're all under the same brand, right? Like we shouldn't be stunned. If a Smackdown superstar goes over, just explain, like, hey, look, it's a SmackDown superstar, but for tonight, we're, we're using them on Raw. That's fine. They're all under the same WWE contract. Doesn't bother me. Doesn't bother me that Dolph Ziggler is the NXT champion right now. It's when they make a big deal out of it and pretend like this is the only time you're going to see it. I think that's what kind of help, also helps tick people off. But you know what ticks me off even more? Is when you bring over a guy like Ricochet to Monday Night Raw after you had him lose two matches on SmackDown to set up this damn-ass triple threat you got it WrestleMania SmackDown. Can't put the damn Intercontinental Championship on the freaking main card even though it's two damn nights. But okay, you have him in this triple threat match on Friday after losing two matches last Friday. So what do you do? You bring him over to WrestleMania Raw, and you have him face Austin Theory, who is in his own feud right now, actually has a match at WrestleMania, and he loses clean as a freaking sheet in what, three minutes? He loses to Austin Theory three in three minutes. So, what you're telling me is that Austin Theory, who literally could have beat anybody last night, could have beaten anybody last night. Omos beat the freaking war machine with a clothesline last night. Austin Theory could have beaten. T bar. He could have beaten Mace. He could have beaten Mustafa or not Mustavali, excuse me, because he's not coming back. But he could have beat Monsour. He could have beaten anybody else in the roster. But Vince McMahon actually called up Ricochet, said, get your ass to Pittsburgh so I can feed you to Austin Theory when you're the intercontinental champion. What the hell are we doing? And I hate that this ticks me off so much. Oh, that's the number two babyface on SmackDown, folks. Number two babyface on SmackDown.
0: Remember? Remember that was the big thing? They're going to push him to be the number two Uh, babyface. It was legitimately fans who told us to get excited because Ricochet won the Intercontinental title. And we said, we'll wait for the follow-up. And this has been the follow-up.
1: I wasn't one of those people who said you should get excited. I was happy and I was hopeful. And very, very quickly, WWE has kicked me. Right square in the balls on that one. Uh, we saw a major return last night. Very good to see Bobby Lashley back and healthy after it was initially reported he could be out somewhere up to four months with a shoulder injury. Uh, he is back off of the storyline concussion protocol, and he stepped up to the big man omos. Now that it is official, right? It is official. It is happening. It is Bobby Lashley versus Omos. That was the rumor. We saw the setup last night. Does this match do anything for you, SP3? Are you excited to see a good old-fashioned Hoss fight between Lashley and Omos at WrestleMania?
0: No. <laughs> That's all I got for
1: you. I'll, I'll, like,
0: I mean, it was nice to see Omos take a bump.
1: Sure. That was yeah. cool.
0: Yeah, that was, that, was, that was cool. That was a moment. I mean, look, um, dude,
1: the, the crowd was into it last night. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I get why I was
0: into it when they first went toe to toe in a tag team match. So,
1: and I'll say this much. I'll say this much. I don't know if I'm excited to see it because I don't think Omos should be losing or excuse me. I don't think Bobby Lashley should be losing to Omos. I don't think, I guess maybe the question would be how hurt do you think Omos would be if he lost to Bobby Lashley? Do you think that that would squash or quell his push or kill any of the mystique that he might have with the casuals? Or is this just a match that is just going to be all about optics and the, the the finish doesn't really matter? Because if that's the case, I think Bobby Lashley should win. But the crowd was excited to see these guys go toe-to-toe with one another. And again, I'll say this much. Bobby Lashley is a large human being. I have stood next to him. I am not a small human being. He dwarfs me, okay? Bobby Lashley next to Omos... Look like a 13-year-old. That looked like a stepdad chucking his 13-year-old around the living room for failing his science homework, all right? That's what that looked like last night. So I get it. I understand why WWE is invested in this guy and wants to push him because he is an attraction. I'm more interested than I would say excited maybe about this match because I, I want to see how this gets booked, and I do love an old-fashioned fashioned hoss fight. But man, I I I don't know how I'm going to feel if Omos beats Bobby Lashley, who by the way was just WWE champion uh, what? 2 months ago? 2 months ago he was he was WWE champion.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, the the right move is Bobby Lashley wins to set him up because he's obviously got a big pop when he came out. You need baby faces to line yes. up versus Roman Reigns that haven't versus Roman Reigns. Bobby Lashley would be at the top of that list. Drew McIntyre should also win at this pay per view. He should be at the top of the list.
1: So yes, I wholeheartedly agree. I would say AJ Styles, and this is something that we'll get into with Renee with this new character that Edge has right now. I think it would be detrimental for Edge to lose to AJ Styles at WrestleMania at this point. I do think that would kill that character off really, really quickly. And we'll get into that when we break down the entire WrestleMania card uh, this coming Friday. We saw an eight-woman tag team match last night. Again, Zelina Vega loses. Her and Carmella have not won a match since the first week of January heading into this thing. Don't feel good for their chances uh, this coming Sunday, especially since uh, uh, Corey and Carmella are getting married like the day after WrestleMania is over. So maybe I would assume that they're going to be taking some time off. Uh, So somebody's winning these tag team titles off of Zelina and Carmella this Sunday. The question is who? And this is something that we kind of touched on over the weekend on another channel uh, that we were guests of. Sasha Banks, the possibility of her winning the tag team titles. To me, I'll set this up. I'll go ahead and give you my answer, and I'll set this up for you. Sasha Banks, surprisingly, is 0-6 at WrestleMania. She has not won a match at WrestleMania. For her to come in and win the tag team titles this coming Sunday with Naomi in a match that was kind of very sloppily and hastily put together, and the only reason that it was put together was because they wanted to get eight more women on the card To me, I feel like it would almost be kind of a lost opportunity here because Sasha Banks, at least in a lot of the fans' eyes, is an upper echelon star. Huge mainstream potential for Sasha Banks. She should be treated on the same even playing field as Charlotte and Becky. We know that's not true, though. We just know it's not. I think it would make a great story someday for Sasha to try to get over that hump at WrestleMania and make that a driving storyline in a one-on-one match. And then she finally gets it or we get that four horsewomen fatal four way. And she actually wins that. And that's her first win at WrestleMania, put her over in a big way. I think that could be a big story that I think would just go by the wayside if she won on Sunday. So I'll ask you this much as P three would winning the tag team titles this Sunday, be a big enough first win for Sasha banks at WrestleMania. To you, is that something that you care about or focused on or think could be a different uh, storyline down the line?
0: Yes, because anyone who's saying it's not and that they want they want her to wait to be a singles victory. You're never going to see a Sasha Banks WrestleMania win with that type of thinking you get you when you have the best opportunity to give her her first win. You give her, her first win. The best opportunity was actually the last time Sasha was in a women's tag team title yes, match back at WrestleMania 35. Her and B- Bailey should have kept those titles, yep. but they didn't. And this one will not only make her the the most prolific women's tag team champion of all time, make her a three time women's tag team champion. No one's uh, no one's done that so far from my recollection. No, except for Nikki. Nikki, her and Nikki, but she would be the her and naomi would become the first ever african-american women's tag sure. team champions yes. that's history and that's a great way to follow up from the history that she made last year is in the first two african-american women to main event wrestlemania you turn back around and the next year you become the first two african-american women to win the women's tag team titles you get it done they're the best team in this situation it's, it's 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 a no-brainer. I think everyone who's hoping and wishing, oh no, you prolong it for a singles win. You're not gonna see it because Sasha Banks is not long for this business, ladies and gentlemen. Money I don't right think there. I don't think she has more than two more WrestleManias before she's in Hollywood, has a Mandalorian series or something like. You guys are you guys are waiting for a hope and a wish and a prayer when she's gonna be in Hollywood in a few years. Get
1: it done now. You might have sold me on that to be completely honest with you. And and here's the other thing, man. She's not going to be the only one. I think maybe Becky Lynch has one or two WrestleMania's left in her. So everybody who's sitting there saying, "Oh, you have plenty of time to do Becky and Ronda and do the Four Horsewomen, Fatal 4." No. You don't. You don't. And you never know what's going to happen. Bailey's now miss is going to miss back-to-back WrestleManias. One because of WWE's dumbass booking and two because of an injury you never know what's going to happen so yes if you have a chance to do something go ahead and do it i would have preferred her to get it in a singles win and again i'm torn because i want her to have i want that storyline but at the same time i want these women's tag team titles to be showcased and to actually mean something and i think the best team to put that on for that to actually happen would be sasha banks and naomi one quick uh, aew story because this one was just too good to kind of pass up here as we we close it out five full select reporting that mjf and tony khan got into a reported heated exchange uh over a recent interview that mjf did with Ariel hawani now from tony khan's perspective it was because he did not get permission from aew to do that interview and being on this side of the uh the equation i can tell you that is a big no no big big no no you go through the companies when these are major companies unless like you're just really good friends with people i guess but um that was the issue. But I guess for MJF, according to FIFA, the issue was his contract. And that was a large topic of conversation in that Ariel Hawani interview. Was look, if AEW wants me to sign before my contract is up January 1 of 2024, they gotta give me a big ass bag. And that was his perspective on it. Now uh Wrestling Observer has since come out and said, hey, look, this has been all resolved and everything is fine between Tony and MJF. And I'm sure it is. But they said the story was true. So, SP3, man, the the great bidding war of 2024 might be actually real here. What should we read into the MJF Tony Khan reported argument, if anything?
0: Um, that. You should have been like me and always thought the bidding war of 2024 was very real because if you know MJF, he is about getting the bag and getting the most money possible. He He's another one that ain't long for this business. He ain't trying to be in this. I think he loves this business. He appreciates this business, but I think that he wants to have the greatest professional wrestling career of all time. And you don't do that by going 40 50 years you can have the best wrestling career in 20 years and he's in year what five or six of his career And and he's only 26 years old he's had a very great career so far and The bidding war of 2024 is a real thing, especially with what WWE does with Cody Rhodes. MJF is watching that very closely. And I think the whole conversation and the frustration on the MJF part is he is looking at the Cody Rhodes situation and and Tony Khan basically saying, yes, I'm willing to give CM Punk the bag. Yes, I'm willing to give Brian Danielson the bag. Yes, I'm willing to give Adam Cole the bag, but I wasn't willing to give Cody the bag after he was the mainstay, the founding father of this company. And when you look at MJF, he's the number one homegrown star that has become a star under the AEW umbrella. So he feels he should already be given the bag before 2024. So I can understand his frustration on that end. I can understand the frustration On the Tony Khan end, and I can understand why Tony Khan called up Uncle Dave and was like, Let's try to get this, let's try to get this, you know, swept under the rug real quick. You know, Sean, Sean, Sean wanted to do that report. I really want to comment there, but let me comment (laughs) with you and say that it's all been resolved. So I understand the perspective from everyone involved here. But it's very, very interesting, and it comes at a very, very interesting time because we are just a matter of days before Cody arrives in in WWE. And I think besides all of us that talk about wrestling for a living on podcasts like this, the number one person who's looking at Cody Rhodes in WWE is Maxwell Jacob Freeman.
1: And He's not the only one. There's a guarantee. He's the number one. But he's the number one. But there's going to be a lot of homegrown talent in there that is watching all of these ex-WWE guys come in and realize, oh, sh- shoot, my spot in the line is getting further and further and further back. I mean, you are stacked deep. We know how deep that roster is. And 2024, this is something that Sean Ross has said, could be a very major year for wrestling free agents. That's going to be fun. It is going to be very, very fun. And if you're one of these people who's listening to this right now and you're going, there's no way that MJF is going to leave for WWE, yes, he will. Oh, yes, he will, because he's a businessman and he's going to take the biggest payday available. And I think WWE is going to offer him that big payday. He'll be in AEW till he's 27, 28, and then he'll probably sign a three-year deal, maybe even re-up for a three-year deal with WWE, maybe headline a WrestleMania or two, and go down as one of the best heels of all time because he has that potential as long as WWE doesn't screw him up. We appreciate you guys tuning in to the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast. Again, we got major content coming to you all day, every day this week. Uh, Tomorrow, we'll be uh, doing our big stand and deliver preview. Then we got the True Heel Heat takeover Thursday as I'm flying to Dallas. So, SP3 and the boys will be taking care of the AEW recap. And then on Friday, Renee Paquette joins us for our WrestleMania uh, preview and prediction show. Can she beat SP3 in trivia? Well, you just got to tune in. And find out. Like, share, subscribe. We love you all for tuning in. Thank you so much. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.